No, this is cool. This is way cool. Now I'm like the laid back guest. That's what you get to be, bro. <laughs> Did you see the wall? Oh! <laughs> I did not even notice. Dude, sick! That's so cool. Mmm. It's quite amazing. Ask not what your passports can do for you. You're really holding that. <laughs> You're really holding that strong. <sighs> nice. Yeah. Nice. This is a cool vest. Oh, thank you. News 8. This is Carlos's vest from oh. News 8 San Diego. Every time I've come here the past three weeks, you have a different article of clothing from Carlos. From the past. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. What was I wearing last so week? So uh, a few weeks ago, you had that uh, nice BYU National Championship jacket. Oh, yeah. That's the one I gifted I, you. Yeah, and I'm yes. so thankful. Yeah, you're welcome. And, and then um, the next week, oh, is that our Cars and Coffee? You're wearing that cool Dodgers jacket. Oh, yeah, jacket. the Dodgers jacket. Yeah. And I show up today, you're wearing a cool vest. Yeah. Dang. I hold on to the good ones. It's all really good stuff. My dad has emptied a, a few storage units into my home. <laughs> and you're And I've confiscated many items. That's amazing. To be like, these are mine. Sorry. <laughs> you lost it. Well, welcome to the fast ones. Yeah. I'm your host, Max. This is Mike. How's it going? Good. <laughs> what was that to me? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> for the fans yeah you're I mean. the listeners but i'm acting like it was to me yes. hey uh thanks to everyone who came out to the cars and coffee meetup at yeah. the grid we made some few announcements for it it was great to see everyone mike and i set up a little well mike did a lot of work he brought out some chairs and some it's not atypical prizes for me to do a lot of work <laughs> and max to do almost nothing uh, uh yes <laughs> i was very lazy this weekend <laughs> but uh no we had some people come out and say hi yeah. We met new people, started following us. Yeah. It was a great event. It was a ton of fun. Um, for those of you who might know, way back in the day, we were giving away cards. Yes. One of the winners of the cards came. And that was so good to be able to put a face <laughs> to the name and, and connect who we gave an Otmar Schaffner card to. He still had pictures of that card. He's, <laughs> He's placed it over his, his mantle. <laughs> Right in front of his family picture, it's an Otmar Schnappenauer card. Uh, it's a very, it's, it's it's super valuable it's now. It's very valuable. It's like a Picasso. It's a one of one. Yeah. <laughs> no, so that was great. Um, we're gonna hopefully do more of those in the future. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, it, but it is getting cold, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Hey, I have a little quiz for you. Um, a Monday quiz. This was sent in by a fan. Okay. So everyone, there's, we got a lot of people sending things in. Yeah. Questions, stuff to our Instagram. So thanks for sending this in. Thank you. Okay. This is going to find out which for, which Formula One team you're a fan of. It's okay. It's a flow chart. I'll ask you some questions. Oh, okay. Yes it's like no a, questions. Like a Venn diagram of sorts? No, like a flow chart. A Venn but, diagram is like overlapping. Which is interest. fun. Which is more fun. Flow chart is like yes or no, and it shoots you down to different areas. <sighs> so nerdy. Okay, continue. Well... <laughs> You asked if it's a Venn diagram. I like, I like Venn no, diagrams. It's a, I They're said flowchart from the start. <sighs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Have you watched F1 before, Mike? Yes. Okay. Next question. Do you value teamwork? Yes. Okay. Mm. Are you a patriotic Brit? No. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> are you a chav or I would say a douche? Uh, no. Okay. I no. don't think so. No, I don't think you are. Are you older than 13? Yes. Okay, okay. By some margin. <laughs> Have you crashed your car? Many times. 
Okay. <laughs> that lands you as a Haas F1 team. Yes. I am dead serious. <laughs> you landed right on Haas. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. Um, so if you had watched F1 before and you said no, you're a Mercedes fan. <laughs> okay, good. That would make All sense. Right. A yes. lot of newcomers are like, Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> or for, or for or, our, or, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one. Do you value teamwork? If they said no, then that leads you to Ferrari. Okay. Yeah. Or if you're a patriotic Brit, that would have shot you off to like Williams or McLaren. Uh, okay. Um, are you like a douchebag? That's like Red Bull. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, are you old and 13? If you were younger, it says you would have gone to AlphaTauri. Oh, okay. Have you crashed your car? Right to Haas. Right to Haas. So far down the flow chart. <laughs> um, I passed. So, so far we had followed the same one. Um, and but I have never crashed a car, so oh. I went. Do I? The next one for me is: Do you always copy other people's homework? Who do you think that goes towards? Uh, Aston Martin. Yeah, that would go to Aston Martin. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. So then it says: Are you Italian? And I am not Italian. That would have shot me off on Romeo. Alpha Romeo. Yep. Um, and then I said: Do you disappoint your parents? And I said no. And it says liar, and it points me to Alpine. <laughs> So you're I'm apparently an Alpine <laughs> slash uh, Renault fan. Okay. Yeah. I mean, not all of us can be perfect. No, no. <laughs> apparently my your lack of crash perfect car record <laughs> has led me to Alpine. Uh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Wreck something, Max. Come on, okay. go with the program. I will. I'll wreck something. Put air on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's it for the intro. That's a great quiz. That yeah. was a very fun flowchart. I would have, yeah, I'm okay with flowcharts now that I know what you're talking about. Yeah, if it was a Venn diagram, then it's like, yeah, amount of Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amount of Formula One fans. It'd Where do they like, overlap? Do you like Haas. Do you like blue or white cars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that Something doesn't like make that. sense. I get yeah. you. Okay. I get you. Well, okay. We just had the U.S. Grand Prix this yes. weekend. Yes. It was. It seemed like there was a lot packed into that whole weekend. Of course, because I didn't know going into it that there was a sprint race. <laughs> right. And then I was like, oh, there's a sprint race. We just had a sprint race. Uh huh. So there's back lots. Back to back sprint races, Qatar and yeah. Coda. So, I mean, we're going to dive into it. We're going to talk about we're the U.S. Grand Prix. Right into it. There were some things that shook up at the very end of the Grand Prix that was definitely, bonkers. Definitely one of the first times I've ever heard this happen. Yeah. And so Mike's going to explain that to me because I was upset. At least in recent years. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. And then looking forward, we have the Mexico Grand Prix this weekend. Yeah. Back to back races. Love that. And it's going to be in our time zone. Love that. Yeah, we're loving. Even more love that. (laughs) The Haas chap is mad. Yeah, he's like. Everyone in Europe is feeling like what we feel all year long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is like the two races a year where the rest of the world complains. No, for sure. Well, and it's like, and if you guys don't know this as well, like Vegas is going to be happening at midnight. Oh, geez. So it's still okay for the Europeans. I'm probably going to fall asleep during that one. Jeez. (laughs) So just saying, when everyone's like, all Americans are so excited about the Vegas Grand Prix, I'm like, I don't know if I'm quite there. I feel like I'm maybe the opposite. But this race, little disclaimer, Mm -hmm. this year I've been a little bit harsh. About what? And I've said that people's opinions were stupid opinions, in my opinion, of the sprint race. (laughs) You remember? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Your opinion was that people had bad opinions. Correct. Of yeah. sprint races. Are you apologizing? Because I feel like that's still true. It's still true, except for this was the worst sprint race we've had. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so Why? boring. Why? It was boring? It was just so boring. Mm. It was so uneventful. And Max was just out front. And it was yeah. just like, all right, this is a snooze fest. Yeah. But 
I mean, Daniel Ricardo kind of performed pretty good in the he, sprint he race. He did have a good sprint race, which yeah. was uh, which I, which was a positive thing. I can't really think of anything else that happened. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, and it's pretty much a other than that a snooze fest. Would it be safe to just start off talking about Haas? Because oh, yes, we, we we were excited about the Haas package upgrade. We were in hot hotly anticipating yes, and this I Haas was, upgrade. I was literally picturing a podium. <laughs> <laughs> this Red Bull that we were going to get. Yeah. And then you brought me down to planet Earth when you're like, they had maybe one little lap around the track to get used to the new car. Right. Maybe it's not going to be the weekend you're hoping for. Totally. So maybe we just address that. Well, and that actually. And then can just talk about other stuff after we talk it, about Haas. Totally. And I actually think that is the best way to set up in it because it covers a lot of what we will okay. talk about. Great. I knew it. All right. So the American, the U.S., United States Grand Prix uh-huh. in Austin, Texas. Yeah. The first sprint race to take place at Coda. <laughs> We've had sprint races, but we yeah. haven't done it here in the United States Finally. the Grand Prix. Finally. And this was the first one. Mm-hmm. So with that just said and out there, mm-hmm. something that's unique about a sprint race weekend is that they get one practice session. Okay. On Friday, yeah, and that is FP1, and that is an hour of practice. Okay. And immediately following that practice, the cars are entered into a condition that is called Parc Ferme. Okay. And Parc I've Ferme- I've heard of that. I've actually never thought, what is that? So Parc Ferme as a- I thought well, that's like where they park the car after the race. Right. Well, that is also the area, like the garage area for the race. So let's go ahead and define Parc Ferme. Parc Fur May is a French phrase that translates literally as closed park. And it is a secure area is what they're calling the garage area where the cars are sort of parked. Okay. And the reason they're using this terminology as yeah. park for May yeah. is that once the cars have made it through the practice session, all of your adjustments are made yeah. and it goes to qualifying and the car can no longer be altered. Oh. Suspension, height, right height, all of those things have to be finished mm. by the time you go to qualifying. Mm. Every race weekend has park ferme conditions following FP3 mm. and going into qualifying. Okay. But they have three practice sessions. And that's what, three hours right. of running around in your car? To figure out yeah. what's the best setup How many for you to extract you the use. best lap yeah. from your car. And you get three practice sessions. Mm-hmm. So in the U.S. for this Grand Prix, because of a sprint weekend, yeah. there's only one of those. One. And then you immediately go to qualifying for the race because they do qualifying yeah. on Friday on sprint mm-hmm. weekends. And then on Saturday. You do sprint shootout. You just have like another quick qualifying. Which is short qualifying. Sprint shootout should just be called short qualifying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For little race. Martin short Qualifying. Yeah. <laughs> Followed by Martin Short Race. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Little bitty race day. Danny DeVito quality. Mini. Yeah, mini day. <laughs> yeah, totally. Both of those are also park ferme. So the car can't change wow. for the sprint shootout and then also for the sprint. Yeah, it's rough. And if you're Haas, you just had a brand new car come out of an offsite garage that you've been like developing. And you've never had a chance to test it. Yeah, you throw your drivers in that. They might need to take a little time to like figure out how it feels. Imagine having a Red Bull. Yeah. And never doing anything with it. But you've had a Ferrari all year. Yeah. If you're anything like me, you have never owned a car that is (laughs) newer than 15 years or whatever. (laughs) It's always at least 15 years old. Okay. And so honestly, for me, a lot of the cars I've driven, the brakes are very mushy. (laughs) 
kind of has a little bit of the boat and effect. I get used to that. I get used to that. Yeah. I know exactly how much brake I need to apply. Yeah, you're spongy. And how much gas I need to apply. You and Max Verstappen to get along after this weekend we with would. the spongy brakes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was upset about his brakes. Very upset about the brakes. <laughs> but then I get into a new car and the brakes are very reactive. Like touchy. Yeah, yeah totally. It takes me a little bit to get used to it. So imagine that you've been tuning mm-hmm. Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz Ferrari all year. Mm-hmm. And then they suddenly give you Max Verstappen's car. And all of the data and everything that you had was for the tub side pod, mm-hmm. Ferrari, Carlos, Sign Charles, Leclerc oh, car. Oh, yeah. And then suddenly have completely different side pods, a completely different car. Yeah. All of your you data don't know is where wrong. the cup holder is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, ah, ah, ah. Oh, yeah. There's the cup where holder. Is <laughs> where like, is where's that? Where's that? Where's the mirrors? <laughs> I hate that. This is the worst. Yeah, the presets on the radio are all different. Yeah, and then you hit like it's a used car, so you hit like, if it has memory seats, you hit like memory one, and it's like a lot of that practice hour is just like resetting the radio station and, and the memory seats, and it's hard. And the time, or like, what was this in Minnesota? Come where on, is, where's the hours and minutes button? Yeah, so it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to adjust. It's a lot to adjust. Yeah. The steering wheel, there's a lot of things. So, so, so we're cutting Haas a lot of slack this we, weekend. We have to. We came back down to reality. Yes. I did. Yes. <laughs> I thought I thought that it was, was going like, to be ah, it's super be, fast it's out of the be box. Hulkenberg 1, Magnuson 2, Ricardo 3. I was like, that was the podium in my brain. Right. Well, and so here's the other thing. So <sighs> you can alter your car okay. after the sprint race, but the penalty is that you will start from the pit lane. Oh, is that why they started from the pit lane? Haas did. Because Haas showed some pace in the sprint race, but they noticed that they were falling off in some areas. Right. We're still adjusting. And so they were like, okay, let's just go ahead and take it on the chin. Uh We'll start from the the pit lane. Yeah. Let's adjust a few of those little details. Okay. But that's, that's the sacrifice that you make. Right. So just to recap, keep this in your mind throughout the rest of the episode. It comes in handy. Park Ferme is after FP1. That's your clue to solving the mystery later. It is, for real. <laughs> Park Ferme <laughs> conditions. Yeah. Car is locked. Locked you, that car. You, as you uh-huh. walked away, the car is locked after yeah. FP1. Uh-huh. And then all of the sessions following it, there are penalties, including having to go see the stewards and whatever, mm. if you adjust the car from I there. I hate when you have to go see Stuart. Yeah. He's the worst. Yeah, it's like you have to have a meeting with... <laughs> George Russell, the president of the GPDA. <laughs> I still can't. Why? Like, like, why would you want that responsibility? To be president of the Georges? Yeah, you've already made it to Formula One. Like, you're in a Mercedes seat. You need- there's no, like, there's no, there's no reason to, like, pad your resume some more. Now, listen, listen. <laughs> there's listen. no reason. When you I've been, I've been thinking about it for weeks. <laughs> It's been it's been living in your head rent like, free. Why would you do that? Why not just spend that time becoming a better driver? Why I there's just so many other things you'd rather be doing. But don't you think that, like you've like, made it to the pinnacle? But these guys aren't gonna call George to hang out. So his opportunity to hang out with that, the boys. Do you think that the next team that George Russell's gonna go to is gonna be like, well, it's it's between him, who's won X amount of races, like let's say seven, and it's between whoever. Let's call him like Bill. He's yeah. won seven races, but George was also president of the drivers and we won can tr- once in Brazil <laughs> yeah. on a fluke. So, 
<laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So sidetrack. Yeah. So I digress. Yeah. It's it's all good. I mean, like I said. So you it, paid the penalties for having adjusted your car. Yes. Yeah. And so you don't want that. You also don't want to have to start from the pit lane if you mm-hmm. don't have to. Especially yeah. if your car is close. Yeah. In Haas's situation, the car was still fine tuning, still figuring out how to make it better. Yeah. And so I totally understand what their strategy was this mm-hmm. weekend. It was definitely going to be more of a test session. Mm-hmm. And we know that Gunter and Gene have an understanding of each other where in 2021, they didn't improve the car at all to save all of the money Yeah. to be able to benefit the car for 22. Yeah. And I can tell already that they're like in the mindset. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that the car is fast yeah. for next year. Yeah. And if we can get some points towards the end of the year and beat Alfa Romeo, then we get $10 million more million. Yeah. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, there's, there's a little bit of flexibility to be like, yeah, let's test this. Let's figure it out. So I think that they did great. Mm-hmm. I honestly do think that they showed really strong promise. Mm-hmm. It, I could tell that it wasn't tire fall off. I could tell that they were actually racing people. Cool. Yeah. And it's like, man, you've seen these previous races. We all yeah. have. Mm-hmm these cars blast past each other mm-hmm. like you know oh there's the Haas mm-hmm. it was just like the tires are going to crap so fast that they just couldn't hang yeah and I felt like I watched the sprint race and I watched the race and Haas was keeping up yeah yeah I there was some real battles and so I, it's really promising for no testing and I think we'll get there cool cool so that's a great place to start yeah that's know. done. Any other thoughts that you have? No, no that just started reminding me of the sprint race with, was it Carlos Sainz started on the hards? The only, no, he started, he was the only dude on because socks. Because you don't do a pit stop in the sprint race. It's no. too short. Yeah, you can, but. You can, but I just played Formula One manager. <laughs> oh, yeah. On Xbox. Oh, yeah, which is. <laughs> tell it's me, actually. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, we're going to, my brother actually invited me over. He had downloaded it and he's like, hey, let's um, watch me. I'm going to play this game. He'll have to send in a review. We'd love to get a video game review from Yeah, Sam. I'd love to hear more about this. But I'll say one thing. You ans- you spend more time than you think answering emails. <laughs> <laughs> you really are managing. Yeah, you're, you're like... Really- <laughs> You're like, you get to the point where the responses you're writing are, why are you asking me this question? It's like, this could have been a phone call. Like, yeah. like that's like, but uh, no, he tried to do a tire strategy on like hearts. And then like, I, you just fall off after a while. The hearts. Yeah. And I don't know why that happens. Yeah. Well, the heart, it just depends on the racetrack. Okay. Yeah. It depends on the compounds. But Carlos Sainz didn't work out for him and he. Yeah. It, it depends. Right. It's like. You, you roll that dice and it doesn't plan out. And I actually think that across the race is a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. The race was so, there were so many variables mm-hmm. that even though the racing wasn't too like dicey, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of like passing. There wasn't a lot of like action that was like real DRS using drive it in there and try to pe- beat your competitor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was a chess match and you could tell it while you're watching that it was like, Zach Galifianakis in the hangover with all the numbers mm, flying. Around. Yeah, thinking deep. <laughs> yeah, it just got to that point where it was like, is Lewis Hamilton's strategy better than Max's? Mm. Is that final set of medium tires going to give him the advantage at the end to actually win the race? Mm-hmm. Which got close. Yeah, in the real race. Yeah, and so a lot of the uh, that was kind of fun. Yeah, I think that was part of. I, I think the the big win of the weekend. Yeah, 
was that it seemed like some of these very different tire strategies yeah. were really similar in pace mm-hmm. and could have given us really any type of result, yeah. which was cool. When we, Yeah, in the big race, the actual Grand Prix, um, it was interesting to see. Like Max did pull away, but I felt like McLaren and Mercedes didn't let him take the gap too far out. Yeah, they kept touch. Yeah. And then Max was yeah losing pace at the end, and I think if Lewis had had two three more laps, it would have passed him. Would have would have made would it have happen. Won that race. Yeah. Holy cow! Which would have been epic, and then a very epic. Oh, <laughs> there have been some pitchforks, and there would have been yeah. riots. Yeah. It would have been out of control. Yeah. Do we want to talk about it yet? We're I mean, gonna get there. Okay, That's cool. for sure. What else do you want to talk about for the Grand Prix? So two people in the Grand Prix got hosed. Who? Charles Leclerc oh. and Daniel Ricardo. Oh, okay. Whoa. And it's because both of their teams decided that the one-stop strategy was going to be the fastest method. Mm. But what they found out was that they waited too long and they were both sitting ducks. Mm. Daniel was getting passed by everybody. Shoot, he was on those people on the hards yeah. and he just started fading. And Charles was getting destroyed by everybody. Yeah. He started, he started on first. pole. Started, started first and ended six. six. Yeah. Oh, poor. So poor Charles. Not the race that I think he wanted, but <laughs> yeah, you know, start yeah. on pole and not win race that he's done so <laughs> many most, of. Most drivers want that race. Yeah, they want that result. Here's a stat. You Charles ready for it? is different. He will if he starts pole. He wants to finish first. For some reason, I feel like you're gonna get this this right. How many what? races has Charles Leclerc won? Uh, three. Close. Two. No, it's more. Four. One more. Five. He's won five races. Okay. How many pole positions has Charles Leclerc Isn't had? it like nine or ten? Twenty-one. Oh, my gosh. Charles, I knew it was lopsided. Yeah. But that is like, ooh. Huge. Lopsided. Huge. That is pear-shaped. Charles Leclerc has the most pole positions yep. without a world championship of any driver oh, in Formula One history. Dear. That's why he sits on that piano. <laughs> this is why his piano career has to take off. <laughs> it's his only chance. Oh, poor, poor Charles. It, it says something about Ferrari's performance. Yeah. He can get the best out of it for one lap. Yeah. But when it comes to a race distance, they have, they don't, they don't know their ass from their elbow. They're getting the better. They're getting, they're, better. they're getting closer. They're getting it's closer. Struggling? I don't know. Yeah. But I think, uh, Oh my gosh, that is a stark difference between yeah. poles and 21 finishes. to five Jeez. is disappointing, especially yeah. in a sport where pole seems to be everything. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Charles, who hasn't won in Monaco, where it's like, yeah. get pole yeah. and guaranteed the win. Mm-hmm. And he crashed and blew his transmission the time that he got pole in Monaco. Yeah. So, wow. Ah, the poor guy. Poor Anyways, guy. Charles and Danny both had a bad Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. I felt like they both drove great through the weekend yeah. and showed some important stuff, but I feel like they both got hosed yeah. when it came to strategy. It was fun watching the Grand Prix and it wasn't fun watching Daniel fade. Yeah. But then at one point I was watching with my brother. He did watch a whole race. So Sam has now seen a full he has race. He's finally done it. It's actually yeah, happened. It Amazing. was in the time zone. He was watching it with me <laughs> and he had just played Formula One manager and Daniel was like fading on the hearts and Sam's like, why don't they just put him on softs? <laughs> yeah. It was like the next lap. They yeah. threw some softs on it <laughs> yeah. and he just was blitzing. Yeah. He's getting great laps. He got fastest he lap got of the race before lap. Yuki got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, what? like, and I was like, at that point, 
maybe yeah he's not in the points it's yeah. he's not gonna get in points yeah so let's get him some softs yeah let's let it just turn this into a test session totally to get him back up to speed to figure out what the hand's capable of yeah if it hurts under certain situations uh-huh you're definitely punishing the car the most on the softs mm. and so that's a great time to be able to test it be like does that hurt are you cruising yeah. how does that feel yeah so, exactly so might as well take advantage of that situation for sure um but yeah not a good race for him Moving on, yes. other parts of the race. Anything else to, to talk about? Oh, can I mention this? Yes. I don't know what George's deal is, <laughs> but I loved in the sprint race, he was overtaking someone, Piastri. Maybe it was Piastri. Okay. But he went, he was behind him and he just like went off the road, back on, and it was like, he pushed me off. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think even his team was like, no, he didn't. Dude, you just drove around him. Right. And he got a five-second penalty. <laughs> yeah, he got a yeah, five-second yeah. penalty. Yeah. And then didn't he start off the Grand Prix doing the exact same thing, just blindly overtaking people on the just outside? Just like off track. Yeah, and being like, they're pushing me everywhere. Oh, it's just, just he's seen Lewis do it so many times now yeah. that he's like, I have to match the world champion. Yeah. I have to be able to do it. <laughs> he's got to test those boundaries. Yeah. He has to push the limits. Yeah. But that was really funny, just... A bla- and I think even the the commentators were like, oh, just a little bit of drama. Yeah. Stirring up from George right there. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. It's, but I get it. <laughs> Under those circumstances, these drivers are like flying around 200 miles an hour, you know, in those split second decisions they make. And then they're just like full of adrenaline. It's like, yeah, they get on the radio and they're mad or whatever. But I just love his fans yeah. seeing the big picture. Yeah. And the bird eye view and being like, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you realize how dumb you sound? He pushed me off the track. I was like, like, dude, he didn't even know you were there. You <laughs> like if we were on the highway right now, like all the other cars are looking at you being like, did you just honk at them? Yeah. What Come is on, going bro. On, that, that wasn't even a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. Max Verstappen had some good radio messages. He Everyone's was. Been, yeah. yeah. GP was getting uh-huh. screamed at. <laughs> Under braking again. Yeah. Don't talk to me. Ah, beep. Un- understood. Uh, understood. I will kill you. Thanks, Max. Thank you. <laughs> I think uh, GP. Uh, I think he was he was asked, "What do you say to Max when he says something like that to uh-huh. you?" Like, "Don't talk to me under braking." Yeah, and he says, "Well, don't ask me questions on the straights." <laughs> <laughs> Just being a, sm- a smart Alec, but yeah, yeah. And it, I I love comparing it to Charles Leclerc's team radio too. Yeah, and I love that so like different. whoever that guy is who talks to Charles just can't get it right no <laughs> and charles he, is so mean about he it too freaked charles out yeah it's like <laughs> yeah. when he got pole position he's, he's like, like, like uh, lap time deleted and he's like track limits he's like what he's yeah. like for max verstappen you say like, that first it's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah dude yeah like are you trying to give him a heart attack <laughs> he's gone guy. through so much can't you just be clear and normal yeah, for this poor kid like, ah <laughs> And it's like for Max, and it's, it's just like it's okay oh, for Max. Oh, yeah. Giving me a heart attack, dude. <laughs> I pushed that so hard. It's so amazing. Yeah. Those are my. Those are all my highlights from the United it's States just, Grand Prix. That is a very uh, like I do love it too. Mm-hmm. It's funny to analyze what is being said because we get such a small window. Yes, we yeah. don't know the full conversation, so you just get these like George Russell rants. Uh-huh. And I think that might be the funniest is that yeah. when like we get the longest. Uh-huh. For some reason it is George. <laughs> He's writing books, yeah. novels over the radio. George, we need to make a compilation at the end of the year of like just his worst moments. Because we forgot. 
Oh. You forgot the Qatar oh, moment for gosh. George. I was I, like, this was the best. Yeah, I can't well, believe we forgot. When it. what? He made an overtake and he himself complimented himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, that was a big move, guys. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and just like, and the team, you know, the team on the pit wall is like, did we did say you, anything? Did you compliment? <laughs> what is he talking to? Uh, yeah. Oh, he's just talking to himself out there. Yeah. At Toto Radio's the team. <laughs> Guys, will you compliment him, please? We can't have him doing this every week. <laughs> if, if, if you can get it in first, he might not do this. <laughs> he's just, he's just going to keep talking. <laughs> someone, someone just shut him up. Say good job. Yeah. It's just like, woo. Did you guys see that lap? Guys, big, but it's not even like, did you see that? Or like, yeah, how am yeah. I doing? It's guys, that was an awesome move. That's how we do it. Guys, big move for me. Yeah. It's like, hey, he's he's, he's just insecure. Yeah. Lewis is also doing amazing things. Yeah. But Lewis is chill. Maybe George needs a Fernando <laughs> as a teammate. <laughs> so Fernando can compliment him. And maybe that'll oh. help. Be like, do, you, <laughs> do, you think, do you think George is just jealous of uh, Fernando Alonso's like Lance big brother Stroll relationship? relationship Lance Stroll. <laughs> It's just like, oh, I really wish my teammate <laughs> saw me like that. <laughs> yeah, he's Rufio at the end of Hook. I wish I had a teammate like, like you. Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, that's amazing. Okay. Team radios were all great. Yeah, yeah so what were you going to say other than the team radio thing? Oh, this is completely off topic. Of course it is. But I have been thinking, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have been thinking lately. Where are the last places that sponsors could put their logo? Where oh, okay. are the final little areas of real estate that they can sell yeah. to different companies okay. for money? Okay. Because every little inch seems to be taken up. Right. And I've just been thinking. It was like watching the race. I was like, where can I find an inch? And I found tons yeah. at the United States Grand Prix. Aerial shots. There's just tons and tons of buildings with white tops oh, yeah, totally. that are just blank So not just exclusive to the cars. You're oh, thinking no. anywhere. Anywhere. Because gotcha. like they're ever, they're all over the tracks. They're the all over the barriers. bridges. They're like flags, yeah. everything. And the only thing that's left is just these giant like garages or buildings that have flat white tops. Yeah. And I was like, man, Doritos. Yeah. Buy that out. Doritos, Locos, Checos. Rolex. Put yeah. Right the there. Doritos, Locos, Carlos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, this is a prime placement. So that yeah. was that was another revelation have, I had. We have found Frito Lay's future home. Exactly, if amazing. I could broker that deal. <laughs> You'd be Zach Brown. Uh huh. Yeah. If, if you as a listener can think of any other places that sponsors could fit, yeah, let us know. Outside of sponsors, yeah. The other thing that I felt like I needed to like kind of point out is that this was a quiet weekend for Checo. He's had so many bad weekends where things just didn't go his way or he'd been in crashes or mm-hmm. obviously it just was not great. Mm-hmm. Not stellar performances, yeah. but solid days. Yeah. Which I think that for his confidence and Red Bull's viewership of what he's doing right now, mm-hmm. this weekend was massive. Yeah. Just give us something. Yeah. Don't crash. Yeah. For no reason. Mm-hmm. And also try to finish somewhere yeah. in the points that's definitely reasonable. an uptick in his performance for sure. And as we watched the battle with him and Lewis, I was disappointed because I, I do want Lewis to like, you know, put some fight. Right. Perez held on and created a wider gap between him and Lewis. Yeah, he did a good job this weekend. Outside of that, I, I think that uh, McLaren had a decent weekend, even though they lost Piastri to an engine issue because of crashing with Ocon on the opening lap. Oh, yeah. Lando led the race pretty strong for like a while. Yeah. It wasn't until Max caught him that really the McLaren had any issues keeping up. Yeah. And so I I have, I thought for a minute Lando might get his win. He was looking kind of promising. I was like, like, "Ah." 
I just the I, Red Bull. Do I need to clean my glasses? <laughs> is Lando winning right now? Is he, he was leading? A, yeah, he led the race, and he kept increasing that gap from like you know one yeah. second to two, maybe three. I was like, he's that McLaren's looking fast. Yeah, it's crazy that Max was able to manage it still. Mm-hmm. All right, now I feel like we've gotten deep into this now, where we're yeah. gonna have to talk about it. Yes, we're gonna have to talk about what happened. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about the old Zach Brown in the room. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean, the elephant in the room. <laughs> I can't believe that we're going to have this conversation that Formula One cars can be DQ'd for something so minor. Yes. Yes. And and I feel like I have to start with that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that we're consistent. I'm consistent on my belief here that the last time that we had a conversation like this was about Sebastian Vettel being DQ'd for not having enough gas. Yep, the fuel. At the end of the race. Yeah. And was robbed a P2. Yeah. And so this goes along with that same belief that maybe there's, you know, if you can crash into a car mm-hmm. or send it airborne like Lance Stroll did to Fernando Alonso last season at the United States Grand Prix. Right. And only get five second penalties. Oh, yeah. It seems to me... Like maybe a full disqualification is a bit brutal, a bit harsh for kind of uncalled for <laughs> for some of these yeah. penalties. Yeah, to that like that be here's what's assigned directly to that. Yeah, can you explain? This is what happened because I didn't know what happened until later Sunday night. Right, I'd watch the race, then later Sunday night, I th- I thought four it was hours a, later. I thought it was a joke. Yeah. That came through. You're like, is it April Fool? Is yeah. October? Disqualifications. <laughs> right. And I was like, I checked the Formula One. It was from Formula One's Instagram post. And I was like, right. oh, that can't be real. I sent it to you on Instagram. I was yeah. like, what is going on? Right. So yeah, what, Mike? What, well, what and happened? so for those of our listeners that we might not know. have seen this, yeah. Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc were disqualified and they threw the result out for both of them. Ah, see, the guts me. It's so harsh. As someone that I'm like, I'm loving this now, Lewis and and Perez. Right. Like, battle. It's like there's an actual battle happening. Yes. And to see a driver lose all of the points that he'd earned uh, yeah. seems like a, just a brutal Very thing. Harsh. Now, and what was the disqualification so, for? So, there, underneath Formula One cars okay. is a, a, looks like a big plank of wood. Okay. Okay. And it is called a skid plate or yeah. a skid block. It depends on who you're talking to. They all have different names. Grab your model car. I want to see. Oh, okay. Is there one on behind on I, the model it's car? It's probably not on there, but I can show you where it is. Oh, yeah. Look. It's there. Oh. So yeah. underneath an F1 car is a skid plate that looks like wood. Gotcha. And the idea behind this was in 1994. Mm-hmm. Part of the safety regulations that were released aired in Senna's crash mm-hmm. at Imola is actually what set off this regulation oh. that they still use. Oh. And so the skid plate underneath the F1 car mm-hmm. is designed to basically, it's to protect it, but it's also a measuring point for the FIA to say whether or not your car has been riding too low. Because in the crash at Imola for Aerodin Senna, Part of what happened was that his car bottomed out and he lost traction and that's what sent him off. Oh. And so it was too low and the car being too low is what is part of why his car crashed. Part of his accident. Is this the same thing that sends off sparks? 
Yes. Okay. A lot of people who are new, like me, are wondering why cars make sparks. Yeah, right? that's the first thing that a lot of people see when I'm watching a race with them for the first time. Like, oh, there's a lot of sparks coming out. I'm like, yeah, I think there's like a metal piece under there. I really didn't know what it was. Totally. So this skid plate mm-hmm. or skid block is made out of resins and fiberglass, but mm-hmm. they're non-flammable, so they can drag on the ground. The front part right here is titanium, mm. and so that's what sparks. Okay. Is that piece right at the front? And uh, because a lot of the time it is the front of the car that's going to bounce and scrape. Okay. Yeah. This piece is used again by the FIA as a measuring, measuring. point yeah. for the amount of wear under the car. Okay. So, with all that said, after the race, they will randomly select cars to test parts on. They don't test all of the parts on all of the cars because that would take forever. Yeah. yeah. So they there own, are dozens of pieces on that car. Right. So they randomly select cars and mm-hmm. they test things on them. Interesting. For the United States Grand Prix, they selected four cars for they, for the skid plate test. And they typically don't test this uh, more than one car per team. So they're that usually manufacturers. Right. And they'll usually pick the car that's performed best. So my mm. my guess here would be that it was Max, Lando, Lewis, and Charles. Now, yeah. Carlos finished higher than Charles, so I'm not sure why they picked Charles, mm. but they randomly picked Charles. Okay. They measured these cars and found that Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc had excessive wear, air quotes, yeah, to the extent of one millimeter on the skid plate, and that this is the slam dunk disqualification measurement. One millimeter this. had been worn off, or there was one millimeter left? One millimeter too much wear on oh my gosh the skid plate oh my gosh yeah so how do they know so okay so the thickness is 10 millimeters with a tolerance of 0.2 millimeters and so you the wear on it is something that's really important that you don't mess up so it's an important rule it's been around since 94 just some fun facts the first person to be dq'd from a race over excessive wear on the skid plate was michael schumacher Mm-hmm. In 1994, from the Belgium Grand Prix that year at Spa, too much wear. They DQ'd his result, and he was not able to rebuttal it. Nothing. Mm. They threw his result out. Jeez. The last time that this happened mm-hmm. was 2001. Yarno Truly, who raced for Jordan, was disqualified at the US GP, uh, but that was at Indianapolis. Oh, before okay. Coda existed. Before Texas. And uh, he did successfully appeal his disqualification mm-hmm. because the steward who DQ'd him didn't show up. Oh, <laughs> for like the it's day like that when he you get out of a ticket because the cop doesn't <laughs> exactly. show up. Exactly. So they threw, <laughs> they threw, they gave him his result back. What the heck is the FIA? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But is he there was, a court? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You show up for like your legal session. Okay. And uh, he was reinstated twenty at, years ago for fourth place in tw- two thousand and one. Over twenty. 20 years ago years ago wow so it's been a long time yes now here's where this is something interesting uh, that a lot of people aren't even mentioning okay is that last year there was a fast boys exclusive full full-blown controversy mm. around the skid plate really and it was kind of kept quiet i've never heard about it and right. i know everything about formula One. you know so this is a deep yep. secret this is a deep secret yeah and you can google it uh-huh and it's there, and so it's no longer a giggly <laughs> secret. <laughs> Giggle's got access to it. Last year, you remember flexible floors? Do you remember some of the flexi arrow? And we yeah, talked about yeah, flexi yeah, yeah. wings. The wing and the max touching it, and it was flexi. Last year, 
there was accusations that Red Bull had a, a floor that was moving so that as the car got closer to the ground, the skid plate would rise. And so... Sounds amazing. Right. So that the... Because the, the, the minimum ride height for the skid plate... Uh-huh. So that way you don't wear on it. This is a whole measurement process. Jeez. If you could get the skid plate to move... Yeah. Then you can get the car lower. Are these the smartest guys in the world? <laughs> it's all about cheating. And who does it best, right? That's motorsport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so there was a lot of accusations floating around about this being the process. And all the teams, they were like, okay, cool. And the FIA said, we're making this stricter. That stuff can't flex. That's like a safety protocol. You can't do that. Yeah. And they said, we're going to go around and we're going to test all the teams. And, but we'll give you some time to fix it if you need to. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes and Red Bull both said, like, what a load of crap. Yeah. Neither of us are They're like, like we don't have any problems. We would never do happen. that. And Ferrari was like, we're going to have to make adjustments. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so the team who was actually doing it, supposedly, and yeah. kind of admitted to it was mm-hmm. Ferrari. So keep that in mind as we are now realizing some revelations this mm-hmm. year here at the American Grand Prix. Okay. So now that we've kind of talked through some history about skid blocks, what they are, what they do, and yeah. how the teams use them. That's interesting. I had no idea. Last year also changed how they measure them. So previously, there was just one hole on the thing that they would measure off of Oh, okay. to say, this is the depth, Yep. and you, yep, you're good. Mm-hmm. But because the floors were flexible in some areas and moving the skid plate, they could have had just that one hole lifting up, and the rest of it could be wearing <laughs> down, right? <laughs> So the FIA decided we need like 15 more measuring points because these idiots are trying to skirt the rules. Yeah, these geniuses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's part of the issue, once again, yeah. is that now the FIA has a more strenuous process to measure this the one FIA piece. hates these guys They so freaking much. hate it. They're like, how do you guys keep coming up with ideas? Stop. So now let's fast forward to this one more time. Mm-hmm. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. Park Ferme conditions after FP1. This is where this becomes a very interesting, I swear there has to be grace for this, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah. The drivers and the teams set the ride heights and all of everything after one hour of practice in Austin. Okay. Yeah. Throughout the weekend, the wind conditions get constantly changed. The drivers and the teams were talking about gusts. Mm-hmm. Fernando Alonso came over the radio at one point and said, my suspension's broken, like rear suspension's oh, broken. It. Yeah. And then like, they're like half a lap later, they were like, it was just a big gust of wind. Oh, really? And like a lot of the drivers had been feeling the same way. <sighs> oh, wow. Gunter said that Nico and Kevin had both said they thought something broke. And it was wow. just big gusts of wind. Weird. Okay, interesting. So that's messing with your aerodynamics it really the way is your car's riding yeah yeah and you start to feel like something's off it doesn't Holy feel God, right yeah. and so one hour of practice ride height set big gusts of winds yeah. things things that you just can't account for in mm-hmm. one hour of practice yes is playing into this so the ferrari team said look we park firm a condition after an hour we didn't get the skid plate we didn't get the height set correctly yeah but we also didn't account for a lot of the headwind that we were getting. Yeah. Which is lowering the ride height of the car. Yeah. And Mercedes similarly said, yeah, this is just a product of not having enough time to be able to test and gauge how much wear the skid plate was going to have. two races. Two races. 
two qualifying sessions. Oh my gosh. And yeah. so when you think about the amount of beating these cars take in a sprint weekend, yeah, they can change them in between races, but not in between sprint races. No, and- you can't touch it because it's in Park Ferme. What a, what a load of crap. And so this penalty yeah. of completely taking the result and just being like, seems... The am- it seems like they are keeping an ancient penalty right for in in like a era that doesn't that has new races right like they need to adjust the uh, <laughs> like the <laughs> penalty the doesn't fit the crime yeah for like what the thing is going on because look there's performance to be gained by being low uh-huh. we know that the lower the cars are the faster they go yeah they also porpoise uh-huh. So they do the bouncing. Yeah. So the teams can't actually get super low because uh-huh. then the cars bounce like crazy and you yeah. get Lewis climbing out with a bad back. Yeah. Right. Poor Lewis. <laughs> so we've already got cause and effect in there. You can't actually run it too low because yeah. the car doesn't perform. Mm-hmm. So we've already kind of got something there that's yeah. keeping the ride heights reasonable. Yeah. And so all I have to say is that it seems to me like maybe there's like a five second penalty for being like you ran yeah. too low. Yeah. And like I said, when was this law put in place? 1994? 94. And when did they start having sprint races? Just last year. Yeah. Can you change things a little bit and right. make adjustments? If you're going to say park for me after FP1? Yes. Seems like maybe there's some grace yeah. to some of this or maybe there's another opportunity to adjust. So Mercedes and Ferrari, they've appealed. They both plan to. I would be very surprised if they don't. I would be very surprised if they don't have a strong case. Right. If we could come up with this strong of a case in two seconds on right. a podcast just in the studio. About, right. Exactly. And we know about as much as yeah. the average fan. Yeah. Or a little more than an average fan. But yeah. <laughs> if we're Alpine fans. If we put our two brains together, <laughs> we're Mike, Haas and an we Alpine fan, so. are smarter than the average person. <laughs> I'm no engineer and I'm not, I am also not a steward, but it seems to me like it's logical. Yes. That the expectation is too high Mm -hmm. and that there should be some ability to flex. Would you want to go up against total wolf in an appeal in a courtroom? (laughs) Interesting. Interestingly enough in the F1 nation podcast this week, they have a steward uh-huh. on the podcast because of this and they do an interview with Gunter uh-huh. and afterwards they're like hey he seems like he's positive like he's got a lot of hope in this new upgrade and some things yeah and they get around to the steward and he's like you know I've been on the real bad end of of Gunter and in a Monaco situation where he wasn't super happy with some of the things and mm-hmm. swearing his head off and and yelling at yeah. me and he's like, and he's like, I just remind myself, he's just a really passionate guy. This is just a lot of passion and a lot yeah. of love for what he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's like, he's like, so I just have nothing but respect for him. And I was like, that's oh. really interesting. Give it a guy yeah. who's been on the bad end of yeah what we've seen on Drive to Survive. <laughs> oh, exactly. I'm just picturing some poor person in like a department store. Yeah, and like someone's mad because their coupon is expired, yeah. and then being like, they're just passionate about shopping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love this person's oh, passion. They're here with their their single use plastic bag and they just just trying to do well by themselves 50 cents off cheese nips (laughs) i they're passionate about crackers i I don't have the power to adjust it i just don't so that's good yeah stand-up person so that's so crazy i've been wanting to ask you this yes if lewis did win second if he got reinstated his points whatever right what would the point shakedown be how close is he is to perez if if it had all finished out the way that it 
was supposed to. Uh-huh. I believe that it was somewhere like 11 to 15 points between them. Ooh, see, I want that gap to be close. Yeah. This is getting exciting. It was getting close. Yes. The next piece of this, actually, that I wanted to show you is that you, too, can, you too own, can own a timeshare. A, a, a controversial piece of history. What is it? By buying wait, yourself. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Wait, don't show it. What is this controversial piece? Can I guess? <laughs> yes. Is it a Formula One controversial piece? It is. Um, and it is topical to what we've been discussing. Oh, is it race-worn Michael Massey button-up shirt? Uh, button-up Puma <laughs> underwear? Is it, the, is it the slacks he made the decision in? It's not that. Okay, what is it? It is... <laughs> A Mercedes AMG Patronus Formula One team skid block skateboard <laughs> by Formula One Authentic. No way. When is this? This is when still was this made? made. It's the 2015. It's off oh, the 2015 that's car. So funny. So you too can own a controversial <laughs> piece of history. Oh, that's made from the bottom of the car. From the, the car. skid block oh, on the car. That's pretty cool. They make a skateboard. It's just. It can I'll be yours for. For the low, low cost. It's got to be at least $800. Whoa, $874. Wow. Way to go, Max. That Jeez. was a great guess. And so uh, we might just need one for the studio. So yeah, we'll we just, do. We'll just see. You can also get an iPhone holder, yeah. an iPad holder, and uh, I think there's a few other, like, you can get some disc brake tables. This, is it like the same, like, <laughs> iPhone holder in the vents that they use inside their Formula One car? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the is exact it, same. Is it the sat-nav that they used to get around the track? And, like, <laughs> Lewis makes his TikToks while he's driving. Siri. He's just like... <laughs> Siri, Siri, when's, where's the next pit exit? <laughs> routing, routing... <laughs> Make your next left. <laughs> Make your next left at the Taco Bell. That's at the Vegas Vegas yeah. Grand Prix when they get those directions. Yeah. And Max gets like directions. He's like, shut up. <laughs> no, while I'm under braking, Siri. <laughs> no, while I'm braking. Understood. That's amazing. Can Formula One please make an AI that goes into your Google Maps and you can yell at it and it just replies, understood. Understood. <laughs> turn uh, left here. I missed the turn, damn it. <laughs> understood. <laughs> I know where I'm going at this point. I just needed to get to the right neighborhood you first. You bother me now. <laughs> understood. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you broke down skid plates. Um, because when you told me that I had no idea, I really didn't. And I was blown away because of the idea. It's like, yeah, things wear out. Right. It's, it seemed to me like, oh, your tires had worn out too much. And I was like, what do you, what do you expect? What I you made them last they're race cars and I drove across the line and I'm still here. Right. That's the point of the race. Right. And so it was wild. I th- also side note, it is interesting that it seems like everything. And of course it makes sense. Everything on the car seems like it has either come from the idea, like we need to make it faster or someone died. Right. Yeah, totally. And this is now to stop other people from dying. Innovations are one it's, of two things. Yeah. It's a safety thing or mm-hmm. a speed thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both going to keep pushing each other. Yeah, until it's just, <laughs> until people just self-combust yeah. at the ultimate Very speed. Very interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, this week, Mexican Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. Right. This is a cool race. Um, it like comes in. It was an old baseball stadium, right? That I they converted that into section. a racetrack. Yep. Yeah. So they just come screaming into this like stadium, mm, massive grandstand and exit out of the stadium. It's so cool. Yeah. And even though it was kind of the worst, is like uh, because I was so over Lewis winning championships. 
Lewis won, I think, two of his titles in mm-hmm. Mexico. And each time it was just like he pulls into that freaking grandstand and uh, it's just like ah, for him when he gets out epic. of the car. And I was like, oh, yeah, as much as I hate this, this is kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of a cool place to win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, I, I am hopeful. I know mm-hmm. that we are che- cheering for Lewis kind of in this championship, mm. but I do kind of want Checo to give this his best freaking shot. Yes. This is your sh- this is your chance. It might be your last it chance. It could be his last chance to win in Mexico. In Mexico. So get it done. Yes. Like this just get it done. Uh for these racers that come from countries where they don't have a strong presence in Formula 1. British people have won the Silverstone tons of times. Tons I of imagine times. Italians have won in Italian Monza. races and mm-hmm. Yeah, and but these other countries like Australia has an Australian ever won the Australian Grand Prix. There's never been an Australian an on the podium in Australia. Have Americans won the American Grand Prix? No. Yeah, well, I mean maybe, maybe not in the last while. Um, but like, yeah. Oh, also we we do need to mention it. Yes, because of the disqualification of Charles that and he has, Lewis, he has to go through the spanking machine. <laughs> All the team principals line up and he has to go through the speaking machine. <laughs> it's the opposite of Dale Earnhardt yeah. and the Daytona 598. <laughs> <laughs> Formula 1 has just... a different... It's just uh, an old spanking line. If, if, if Charles doesn't win Monaco again, it's going to be so sad. <laughs> it's the line of shame. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so, anyways... This promoted one Logan Sargent to the points. Okay, yeah, we got an American in the points. His first points finish and the first American to finish in the points since Michael Andretti in 93. Okay, yeah. And it was at home. It was an American race. And so congrats to Logan Sargent. Out of all of this mishap and mayhem, I'm glad that he also had a solid weekend. But he could get it taken away. It could if it gets appealed and it wins. Yeah. But for now, we can celebrate for him. Go Logan. Way to go. Logan Sargent. It's a solid finish given yeah. the, all the things that happened in this yeah. race. Um, Sam was very impressed with a lot of the Formula One drivers' names. He's like, they all sound like made-up action hero <laughs> names. He's like, where are they getting these names? And I was like, it's actually true. They're very r- like rad names. televisable names. Be, honestly, be, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell are not interesting names. No, they're, they're very, very run of American the mill. English based yeah. names. But like Lando Norris. Right. Like, like Lando Noda. Right. That is a rad name. Right. Carlos Sainz is cool. Okay. I'm surprised you haven't even gone there yet. Total Wolf. Total Wolf. I'm talking, talking drivers. I know, but, like, but we're Total talking Wolf. about villains, you yeah, know, oh, yeah. and like. Helmet Marco is a great villain. Dark Helmet, Lord Helmet. And then for yeah. the American to be Logan Sargent. Yeah, exactly. Just great. Two on the nose, yeah. as we've discussed in the but past. But good for him. But good for Got him. the point. Uh, such a such a big triumph his, for him, honestly. His, his post on Formula One of like, I got a point. It was just like a weird selfie yeah. like on a plane. Yeah. And it just made me think like, does he have friends? Can someone take a picture Did of him? Like- is there anyone around him to is be it, like, yeah, he's like, Logan, we're excited for you. This feels a bit Mazepin. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to go there, but it does yeah. feel a bit like, ooh. like yeah, someone else is even, needs to is be in the even room. Alex Albon near you. So you could be like double points for Williams. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not. like, no, just, just alone. It's Americans. We're at the yeah, sport yeah. alone. Sometimes we're, we're going to push our way through to the podium. Maybe he likes if green it's day. not Haas. It's going to be Logan Sargent. Maybe he walks a lonely road, man. Maybe he's just a, just a green day fan. I hate green day. <laughs> Doesn't everyone? <laughs> 
Okay. Oh man. Well, All right. That's well, a, that's a great way to probably wrap. Enjoy this the up. Mexican Grand Prix. We're excited for it. Yeah. Cheer for Checo. Cheer for the Czechs. We can do it this week, and also just can't wait to see. Let's see if this Haas is yeah. fast in Mexico. Okay. Yeah. That'll be fun. Let's okay. do it. Look forward to it. Bye. See you next week. Yes, he has to go the spanking machine. <laughs> All the team principals lined up, and he has to go through the spanking machine. <laughs> it's the opposite of Dale Earnhardt yeah. and the Daytona 500 in <laughs> <and> 98. <laughs>